Welcome everyone back to the Brotherhood of the Sober Screen. Thanks everyone for listening. This is the Brotherhood of the Sober Screen. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time. And it's Brotherhood of the Silver Screen. From Silver Screen, straight to you, guts, glory, and a Christian worldview. Today is episode 23. 3-1. And we start this one episode off uh, with a game we like to play known for. Before we get into that, I'd like to say welcome uh, everyone to the podcast. Dove is here. What's up? Joey is here. Hello. And Athena. Hi. Also Brad. Hello. And Jeff is on the camera. And the first game that we play is called Known For, where uh, Brad gives us an actor slash actress. And Brad, who do we have this week? Who are we doing? We have Charlize Theron. Theron. Thank you for saying it correctly. Theron. Yes, I saw the interview where she said it's just Theron. It's not Theron for you French-speaking knuckleheads out there. All right. Theron. Dove is first <laughs> on the podcast, as always. Dove, what are your four movies that you think Charlize Theron is in that IMDb lists when you go to imdb.com and you type in Charlize Theron, and it says known for? Dove gets every um, person who plays this game gets four guesses plus a wild card. So, Dove, who hmm. are your four guesses plus wild card? My four guesses are 3, 2, 1, Prometheus. Okay. No one looks impressed by that. I, I, I had it on. I took it off. <laughs> Why'd you do that? <laughs> just, Another just, one. Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. I didn't right. realize. I forgot she was in Prometheus. Well, actually, I've never seen Prometheus, so I guess I didn't know. But I, yep. yeah, I had no idea I she know. was in that. Uh, Brad, I've, I've had to stop myself from looking at you when you said that. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Number three, Hancock. Oh, wow. Okay. Number four. I thought about that one. Monster. Okay. Okay. Yes. And uh, my wild card is The Devil's Advocate. Wow. She's in that? Yep. I didn't know Are that. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Huh. How about Okay. Okay. Okay, Joy. Yeah. All right, me. Uh, I'm going to go with Monster. Okay. Uh, the good Itali- choice. The Italian job. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good choice. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Ultra good choice. Uh, I'm going to go with my original gut instinct. Uh, Aeon Flux. Okay. Okay. And, uh, there it is. I and said it. What? Aeon Flux. Is it, what? Well, it is pretty popular. expected it to come out? Uh, n- no, I'm just, uh, I'm just like, that's a commitment, you know, that's yeah. a commitment. It's an old movie. Uh, yeah. It was, yeah. It was I know. I, chick I, flick I don't know. Bef- I mean, chick action flick before. Yeah. There were it was like, the, it was like one of the original, yeah. like it was like yeah. one of the OG. Yeah. Hey, let's do Jason. Uh, Bourne, ultraviolet with, was, yeah. Yeah. Ultraviolet was up there. Uh, yeah. and f- all right for my, what are we calling it? What's the official terminology wild again? Card. Wild <laughs> card. That's it. <laughs> uh, for my wild card, <clears throat> I'm going to go Snow White and the Huntsman. Okay. Oh, wow. She was oh definitely in there. There's so many options. I started right. watching. That's are. a good boo box movie. <laughs> Which one? The hun- Snow White and the Huntsman? <laughs> yeah. No, a much better boo box movie is the one after that. There was yeah. a sequel so, that I don't um, even know the name of. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Snow yeah. White and the Huntsman Win- 2. Winter's yeah. War. Winter's War. Yes. All right, oh, Athena, cool. what do you got? All right. You had to whittle down a lot, didn't you? What? You had to whittle. Yeah, Um. Okay, so I'm going to start with Mad Max Fury Road, Mm -hmm. Um, then Monster is my second, Uh, Aeon Flux is my third. Oh, boy. Mm. Um, I'm going to go, I can't decide. That's definitely on there. Um, With. When I asked if you were ready, you said you were ready. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Do Um, it. She's choosing right now. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, I'm not choosing. I just can't decide (laughs) if I want to do wild card or in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Atomic Blonde. Okay. And as my um, wild card, Cider House Rules. Wow. 
That okay. was that was that was the one I was fighting over. Hmm. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, <laughs> monster, and I'm gonna go way back into hmm. the that thing you do. No, oh. uh, Mighty Joe Young. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Nice no, pick. that was that's a great. Pick. I don't think great it's pick. on there, but I don't that's, think it's on there either. But that that's, is that that's is a great pick. Points for, for thinking. Um, I, I haven't read him. I, I, oh, I'm oh, just he, he doesn't he doesn't yeah. he doesn't check until yeah. it's time. That's a good idea. Uh, yeah. then I don't give respect points. I'm by the way, some different directions here. Disrespect points though. I'm gonna go with bombshell. Okay. All right. All right. And long shot. What's Long that? Dell's favorite oh, actor, Seth Rogen. Ew. Oh, yeah. Ew. Why'd you pick that movie? What a weird list. What a weird list. And, you said uh, disrespect Matt, point yeah, stacking. And, and wild card is Mad Max Fury Road. There. Okay. okay. That was only five? I thought that was six. No. No, that's no. Five. I think he had five there. No. Mighty Joe Young has three words in it. Maybe he thought that was two. <laughs> Bill Paxton. Yeah. Bill Paxton. All right. Man, that Let's was pulled that one okay, out. Here we go, Brad. Here we go. Keep talking. It's still loading. Uh, it's loading. Up, man. Who do we have here? Please give me at least two. Yeah, that's 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 all I all I ask. Is you gotta have. What were the two that we all had in common? Is Mad Max? We all yeah, had. Yeah, I think Mad Max and Monster. I think Mad Max and Monster have to be on there. Yeah. Everyone ready? Ready. Yeah. Monster. Yes. We got one. One for the table. Mad Max. Sweet. What do you know? Two for the table. Snow White and the Huntsman. No, let's go. What? Okay. That is All ridiculous. Right. I didn't honestly. I didn't think that'd be on there. It was. That's why it's my wild card. Come on. Prometheus. Gotta be. Tully. Oh. Tully. Tully. What? Oh, 2018. Yeah. Uh, struggling mother of three forms an unexpected bond with the night nanny hired to help with her newborn baby. Huh. Interesting. I've never even oh, heard of that. Oh, you know what? So I think stupid. that's on like Netflix right now or something like that. That's why that's Interesting. on. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Oh. Tried it all. Cool. Dash well, it all. Yeah. Well, that was that. Two okay. So two. Joey, uh, Joey got three. Good job, Joey. How much you got? I got two. Two? That was twice uh, as many as well, we thought. Hey, my <laughs> strategy. <laughs> hey, listen. My strategy works really well for Joe, and it doesn't work well for me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. Because I went with my. I stayed with my first five. Wow, so I stayed with my first five. Yeah, that's yeah. sad, actually. What? That is so I sad. I so many on my, like, list. But Jay, props to Joey for thinking. Really? Yeah, that was, that was it was, it came up as just my, the fifth thing that I thought of. And I was like, I was like, is that really what I want to go with? And I wrote down three other ones. That is And, and I struggled with Cider House Rules. But you know, that, the first Snow White, that was probably pretty popular. Yeah. It probably was, like, big movie. Or it became popular. Because it had big villain. names. I feel like she, she played, she played the villain. And I feel yeah. like she did a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're going to keep moving on to a second segment that we do, which is Super Scenario Brothers. And last month, Athena gave us uh, a scenario of uh, pick one to two characters about whom you would make a biopic. Um, and this is different than uh, based on a true story. As I was talking to Dove about this a couple of days ago, this is not, you're not making a movie about an event. You're making a movie about a person. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, Dove, you're first. Who are you making a movie about? About whom are you making a movie? I would pick, and I talked about this guy on the podcast before. We Love talked, yeah, we yeah. talked about him uh, making a movie about the battle he was in. But he was a uh, he was somebody that came to mind. Uh, his name is Jean Perisot de la Valette. He's French, cool. obviously. But you can't say Denis Villeneuve. But you can say that. <laughs> oh, oh! Yeah. well, he's <laughs> wow. this, this man. Up. This man has earned his name. <laughs> Villanueva is a chump compared to this guy. So, you know oh, what? Oh, my word. In the slums of Hollywood, Villanueva, however, props for his really most recent movie. Uh, this you is like, a you real like a lot man. of his movies. Oh, okay. No, I do. 
You like a lot of those movies, so. I'm just, com- when you compare, you know, a rock to the sun, you know, one has a lot more value. Wow. All right, you want to explain That's who what this I'm guy saying. is? That's what I'm saying. He Anyways, he was a, he's a grandmaster grand of the Knights of St. John, who were Knights Hospitallers, who were basically a sister organization to the Knights Templar. Mm-hmm. And just to give you a brief, this is who, I don't even know if this would be a movie. It probably might be better as like a miniseries because of, of a lot that he has yes. done. Mm. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a really quick, just brief history of what of what his his life and his accomplishments. Um, but he, he joined the Order of St. John when he was 20 years old and never saw home again, ever. Mm-hmm. He grew up noble in nobility, went off and never returned. He was bo- bu- uh, born in 1495. Um, he was he took part in the siege of Rhodes, which the Knights Templar the Knights Hospitallers lost that battle. Um, he was in prison for a short time because he attacked somebody. Um, he lost a naval battle and spent spent one year as a galley slave uh, on a ship, uh, kind of like Ben Hur. I was thinking I got Ben Hur vibes, but I forget how long Ben Hur spent on that ship. Anyway, ramming speed. Um, <laughs> he he was freed. Uh, we're going to be round 41 okay anyway <laughs> um he spent time as god said then he's he was freed by a prisoner exchange so there was no heroic like wow it was just a prisoner exchange and he got out um he became the governor of tripoli on the, on the hills of Montes. Halls. halls my bad to the shores of tripoli anyway, right 1546 he was 51 uh, in 1554, he was elected captain general of the uh, Order's Galley. So they went from being like a land um, uh, knight's uh, order protecting pilgrims to a naval, a very much a, uh, a naval force. And that's why they were at Malta when they got to Malta. Uh, so he became the governor, elected captain. He was regarded at the time as one of the greatest uh, naval captains of his day at the time. Uh, spoke five languages. In 1557, he became he was elected Grand Master at 62 years old. Uh, in 1560, uh, they tried to reconquer Tripoli but failed. And in 1565 was the Great Siege of Malta in, uh, when he was 70 years old. Uh, and he died three years after the, the Siege of Malta. Uh, there's rumors of that he had some had a mistress. But it's not confirmed, and then he has had kids, but that's also not confirmed. Anyway, wow, that has artistic license written all over it. Like, right. like, like if you wanted like, to put stuff in there, you yeah, probably you probably could. could. Oh you could probably get romance wise, well, he'd be he'd be crucified in the Hollywood movie. He's got <laughs> no, five yeah, I, I agree. I'm not saying like this. I, I I feel for with him as the same way I would feel for today's Hollywood doing a uh, a movie about the siege. Mm-hmm. I would love to see a movie of it. I don't trust Hollywood, though. Right. So I yeah. also don't want to see a movie of it. Right. So the same is with this guy. But if I were to do a biopic, um, he would definitely be in the top three easily yeah. of historical figures. The Siege of Malta is regarded as top five greatest sieges in world history. Mm-hmm. And no one – it is missing from history. No yeah. one talks about it. Yeah. No one mentions this guy. Right. It is shocking. because they won. I won. guess. Nice I mean, but but he's but he 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 had lost a ton before that that siege happened, right? Yeah, wow. and and he beat them only because they they outlasted him. That was really the the reason. Um, but the siege itself could be could be a miniseries, right? Um, but I feel like it'd be really fun to do a biopic of him coming up through at each stage of the game, 
and uh, until he until it culminates in that final battle. Who's playing him? I only know his old <laughs> the old man would be played by Liam ne- Liam Neeson for sure. Yeah. Liam Neeson. I don't, Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be played by Liam Neeson for sure. <laughs> uh, the the old knight. And this is still at a time where the clothes and everything they wore were still really cool. You know, the the the, Hasa, the, the Knights Templar had a white coat with the chain mail. They had a white coat with the red cross. The Hospitaller started out with a red coat and a white cross and later became a black coat with a silver cross. That's what's up. Later on. That's what's up. So this, this time Based. is during all the really, really cool, like, period of history that everyone wants to ignore because it was very Christian. Right. And uh, they were fighting Muslims. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, that's, right. that's something Hollywood's not going to really do or touch. Right. And they won, at least that time, against yeah. the Ottoman Turks who controlled the world almost okay. at that point. Cool. So, there you go. There's my really cool historical awesome. figure. Cool. Joey. Well, I don't have nearly as much background on my historical figures. Mine, uh, mine are better well-known, so I did too. Uh, and I just really picked who I would want to see a biopic about and, uh, and who I would cast to play them, okay. so, uh, which is what I thought we were doing. So uh, my first one is uh, I, would do, I would love to see a, bio, a biopic about uh, Albert Einstein on uh, his life. I mean, yeah. he's, I mean, he's shown up in little ways uh, yeah. in Hollywood, but I've, they've not ever really done anything on his life. And uh, I don't know. He, he's just very very interesting character uh, from history that I would love to see more about um, if done well. Um, and it, casting him was tough. Um, the person that probably most stood out to me as potentially being a good Albert Einstein, I didn't do casting throughout his life, so I don't have like a young Albert Einstein, but probably in the main role would be Christoph Waltz. Mm. Um, that's what I thought. Mm. So, uh, you know, he had, a, yeah. he had a really big nose. <clears throat> and I, I think Jeffrey Rush as the old Einstein would be a great option. He'd look interesting. Like a, I just okay. thought about that because I never thought about it until you mm-hmm. said something. I was yeah. like, Big nose, old uh, the, Jeffrey Rush. I was I was going to because I'm pretty sure Einstein was. <laughs> I think Einstein was was he German? He was, uh, you know what? I want to say he was German, but he might have been like from like a German speaking country. He might have been Austrian. Yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure on that. I, that's where I felt like Christoph. I'm Waltz surprised there isn't one. It's like it's better. like saying you know German born best. Okay, German, German born. born. It's like saying you know okay. uh, Alexander the Great was Greek. Well, he wasn't Greek. He was Macedonian. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's gotcha. like yeah. I thought I thought Same he was thing. I thought he was German, but I, I didn't want to speak out of turn. I'm surprised but we that, don't have that. And, yet. Uh, and I believe Christoph. Uh, no, we do. Christoph Waltz is also German. Oh, oh, you, Einstein. You mean, oh, you mean Einstein? Okay, I was gonna say. I mean, I mean we're, they're finally like, coming out with an Elvis biopic. Yeah. And it's like, dude, why haven't we had this yet? This is weird. Why is it taking this long? I wonder. And now we can trash him for the racist that he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's like you don't even want biopics about historical oh, no. figures Anybody. or no. men. You don't want a biopics no. at all. Yeah, you know well, what? We could, we could probably do away with that's, movies that's in general. Probably <laughs> that's a good one. I would love to see a biopic about I, I remember there yeah, was a... Austrian and German actor, Christoph Waltz. Okay, cool. I had heard the Perfect. story about him the first time that he spoke. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is true, but since he was like high-functioning autism or mm-hmm. something like that, mm-hmm. you know... That's I don't what think I, I realized that's, that. That's what I'd heard. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he had, he had not he did not speak as a child, didn't speak at mm-hmm. all. And then um, uh, somebody, when they were sitting at the table, I don't know if this is true, but this is what I read. Was this they, Elvis or no. is this Albert Einstein? <laughs> Albert Einstein. <laughs> Albert okay, Einstein. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's Alexander the Great. Uh, oh. No. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. The, yeah, go the, ahead. The, the, <laughs> the story went that the first time he spoke was when he said, can you pass the salt? That was the first time he ever spoke. And they're like, what, what, what took you so long? Why, why didn't you speak before? And he's like, I didn't find anything worth saying. Hmm. I feel like I've heard that story before. 
curious to know if it's Albert Einstein's story or not. Yeah, and I'm curious also to know if it's up. actually true. Yeah, yeah. But it would be a cool part, cool part in the movie though. If it's true, that would yeah. be a cool part in the movie yeah. for sure. Um, and then the second character I did. Um, this is another character who you probably could, would never receive justice from today's Hollywood. Uh, but I would love to see a biopic about Ernest Hemingway. Uh, uh, and uh, for the main hmm. for the main role there, I would cast Russell Crowe. Um, I think that, that makes a lot I of think, sense. Yeah, yeah, I think Russell Crowe would do really well in that, Brawling, in that position. Boozing. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing though is I I, I actually think there's a lot of depth to uh, to, to to Hemingway that I mean he's been in cinema before. I mean there's I think I was doing some research and I, I believe he's been in six. His character or him, as, like you know, him played by an actor has been in six different movies. Okay. Um, but they've oftentimes either showed the kind of like super macho fisherman hunter uh, type persona or the kind of brawling, boozing persona. Um, but there's, there, I don't know, there's a, having read a lot of his works and a lot about him, there's a, a lot to him that I feel like there's a level of depth there that's never really been captured in cinema before. And I would hope that a, a biopic would be able to capture it. Given his authorship. Yeah. It is curious that people would reduce him to a brawling boozing or just a super macho guy. Yeah. Like, have you read his books? Yeah. Like, this, I, mean, I know. <laughs> yeah. This is not how he rose to prom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So he's such yeah, a such a bizarre thing. Yeah. And so there's a level of depth there, but I mean, he I think he would get slaughtered if he was made today. So. Okay. Because he had four wives, and yeah, I'm sure to be portrayed as like a super chauvinist and. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but, but how um, can you read his books and conclude that? Especially, you know, um, what was the one? Um, the 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 guy in the fifth boat uh, the, the old man, man in the, the sea, sea. <laughs> I was like the fisherman and his wife the guy in the boat. I, couldn't, I, I I couldn't remember it the old man in the sea like you read that book and you're like how could how could you possibly be like oh this guy he was just a chauvinist pig like yeah. how could you do that yeah how I don't get it okay Is it, so those are your two guys those are my two yep yeah. and who would you uh, cast as I said uh, Russell Crowe Crow. oh, Crow. yeah mm-hmm. I think Russell Crowe would do really really good okay that. Um, mm-hmm. I'm next uh, whoever offers yeah. the thing goes last. So um, I, I I came up with uh, a lot of different people I'd love to see. The, the frustrating thing is most of the a lot of the people I came up with are from times that we don't know much about. Um, but there, so I kind of went with with the people. I'm with two people that I was like, okay, we can definitely we can definitely go. We have enough information to make an accurate good movie about these people. One is William Bradford. I would love to mm. see one about William Bradford and the Pilgrims, uh, Plymouth Plantation from you know from. Part one, Mayflower. Part two, Plymouth Plantation. I yeah. would love to see that. Squanto, Sam Set, the whole nine yards. You know, everybody yeah. in there. Um, you know, mm. the, what the, the that, that's probably further mm. away from mine as far as what Hollywood. Would, oh yeah, I mean that's oh, yeah. even further. But that might be so obscure <laughs> that people would like accidentally get it right. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> you know, it was from a time when there yeah. were no slaves. You know, so. Uh, you know, um, you know. <laughs> they already they already did one. They trashed uh, they trashed Americans in uh, the New World. Oh yeah, they did yeah. that. That's probably the most recent about the Pilgrims, and they just it was awful. Anything, yeah, anything from remotely that time. They they like to trash. What goes to my second person? I would love to see Herman Cortez. I would, oh, that's boy. a great one. Oh boy, Hernando Cortez. Cortez. That's Her- a great Hernando one. Cortez. I think is his name. But I would love to see. I would love to see that. Just the that guy hmm. had a dedication yeah. to saving people that nobody realizes. Nobody. He got into uh, uh, Mexico City, which they called Tecotistlan uh, or something like that. I can't say the, the name, but the Aztec word. When you look at the Aztec words, 
and and see the names of their cities, and then you see like names of and you, and you see the name Mexico, you're like, that's an Aztec word. Clearly, that's an Aztec word. That's not a Spanish word. That's an Aztec word. Hmm. Like, they love the letter X. I mean, like it's like an, an T's and CH's and X's. More than liberals. <laughs> no, um, I'm just saying that the um, what do they do to women with an X in it? Latin X. Uh, Latin X, right? Latin yeah, X. Right, right. Malcolm X. Okay, yeah. right. That wasn't. Uh, yeah, what that was a real name. Um, <laughs> the uh, Tenoch, Tenochtitlan, I think, is what is is the name of the place. But that was Mexico City. When he got in there, he had Montezuma, or Moctezuma, or however you want to say his name. But he had Mont- Montezuma. He had the gold. He had the status. I'm a god, and everyone thought he was a god. And there's nothing he could do about it. He could have just walked out of there with everything. He did not. He said to them, "I'm not leaving here." Because Montezuma's like, you got everything. Just go. I mean, just go. Just get out of here. I know you're not gods, but I can't tell them that. Because if I tell them that, you know, I mean, this whole place is going to go to pot real fast. He's like, I'm not leaving here until you guys stop sacrificing humans. Not leaving. He had everything. Had it all. He's like, I'm not leaving until you stop sacrificing humans. And they're like, no, we're not going to stop. And so they elected a new emperor because Montezuma was hostage. And they started fighting him. And they chased the conquistadors out of Mexico City. And anybody who grabbed any treasure died because they eventually had to go through canals. That place was like filled with canals and rivers. There's water mm-hmm. everywhere. And if you grabbed anything, you were going to sink. If you tried to hold on to it, you weren't going to. They, they it, was a, it was a mad dash. Emphasis on mad dash to get out of Mexico City. Um, and anybody who grabbed treasure died. And guess who didn't grab treasure? Cortez. Just, I'm out of here. <laughs> they got out of there. And He's that's... That's the kind of person. What's that? I said he said yeet. Yeet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the kind of person that they should be making movies about. You know that that you know is he, that is that when he's he bur- a social justice warrior. Is that when he burned the ships? Was it? <laughs> did he burn the ships after that? No, before that. When it was they before landed, when they landed because because there was talks of mutiny. Like, oh, this isn't worth it. He's like, nah, we're not. No, we're not going back. But people who just reduce him to this treasure hungry money grubber, you know, like, yeah. oh, you know, you're just here for the riches. It's it's patently false. It's it's a slander to that man and the lives that he saved. When when he went and he went and explored after he was done with Mexico City, he went and explored like Honduras and those countries and stuff like that. When they came back when he came back, people were throwing flowers in the street in Mexico. Flowers in the street, man. For mm. his horse to trot on. They loved him. Because the Aztecs were persecuting surrounding uh, surrounding tribes, surrounding uh, clans and, and neighborhoods. And they were so sick of the Aztecs who would just swoop on in, either parachute in, and cut everybody off of the past and say, you're a slave now or you're a sacrifice. They were so sick of them harvesting their communities that when Cortez got kicked out and he went back in, he only had like 100, maybe 120 conquistadors with him, but he had a massive army of all, these, of all these people saying, revolution, it's time to get rid of these knuckleheads. We're finally getting free. Come on, baby. And they went and they crushed him. And it was so popular. He was so popular that when he left and he came back, they were throwing flowers in the streets. Oh, but he was a money grubber. Uh, okay. Oh, well, forget everything I said. He was probably but, a racist, too. The, I'm closest, sure. the, closest, well, yeah. the closest we have Ra- to... Racist, slaver. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole nine yards. Yeah. He just wanted slaves. That's yeah. it. Cortez is Spanish for racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The closest movie we have to any of that is Apocalypto, probably. Yeah, yeah. Closest thing. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they'll just they'll just make it like like in that what was that horrible DreamWorks movie, the one they made after um, Prince oh, El Dorado. Yeah, yeah. The the, the <laughs> one. Yeah, they're, they're like they're like you know, you know the bad guys are the Aztecs because you know the bad guys are the, is this Aztec priest, but the real bad guy 
is Cortez. Yeah, he's he coming a, to get you. He looked like what's his name in Mulan. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, he looked like. Uh, um, he did. Genghis, Genghis Khan. No, it wasn't Genghis, Genghis Khan. Khan. It was Sh- Shao. Attila the Hunt? No. no. What was his name? Oh. Terrible. Shaolin. Um, yeah. Wait, who? Shang Li. Oh. Kung Fu. Uh, his name. Oh, come on. What was oh, his name? anyway. Shaolin. He looked just like him. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And he had like dark eyes. He's yeah, like, where's the gold? <laughs> you know, that kind of a thing. You know, here he comes. Sean Yu. Sean Yu. That's what it was. That's it. Yeah, he looks like him. <laughs> so they would consider Cortez probably like an, an imperialist too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. But but I, I tell you, the the, 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 and the natives there, they loved him. Mm. So, uh, you know, yeah. yeah. Be a voice for the voiceless. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Athena, what do you got? I chose the wrong scenario. To oh. Okay. Um, anyway, I'm going <laughs> to pick. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I picked uh, Nellie Bly, um, who was an investigative journalist in the late 1800s. Uh, and they made a TV movie mm. about her, but it was Christina Ritchie, who I think is in a whole trash movies now so hmm. anyway um she <laughs> she became a journalist and was kind of assigned to like the fashion column or something and she didn't care about that so she moved to mexico and she wrote an article about a journalist who had been imprisoned because he was talking about the the current dictator of that time and so they tried to arrest her and then she left mexico and came back um, and then she got a job where she had to pretend to be crazy to go into an insane asylum for women to see what it looked like in there. So she basically had to like live in a halfway house pretending to be crazy. And then they put her in the asylum and she still pretended to be crazy. And then they had to, the newspaper that she worked for had to like fight to get her out of it. So the, the early 1800s? No, late. No, late. Okay. Uh, she was born in 1864. This isn't the first time this has happened. Um, this happened back in the, the Regency years, um, back when King George III was, like, mad, and his son had to, like, reign in his place, but he mm-hmm. wasn't a king. Um, this happened a, a, a woman had to do prison reform. That's This isn't the first time I've heard about this, actually. Uh, yeah. Um, so she hmm. then she came out and she wrote the article, and a lot of reform, a lot of, like, asylum reform happened because they were treating their their patients like really not well mm. um and then mm. i don't i think i'm not exactly sure if she read it or i think that she read it she read jules verne um around the world in 80 days mm-hmm. when did that can somebody figure out when that was published 1889 was my guess and then she went around the world in 72 days oh wow um, because she oh. wanted to do it so Interesting. Well, that is interesting. Cool. Yep. So, yeah. Wow. yeah that would I just be, think that, that would be a really cool. That would be an cool, interesting movie. Yeah, yeah sure. I mean, because that's like three different pieces that would be really. 1873. Yeah. Was when it was. Was when it was published. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Who, who would play her? Oh, uh, I I had two options. Hmm. I love um, in Man's. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson. It's a byword on this movie. Wait, wait, who do you hate more? Scarlett. Oh, oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, I love Man of Steel. I love Amy Adams as as a journalist. I know Lou doesn't, but I don't care. Um, Oh, wait, 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 wait. Lou, you don't like Amy Adams at all? 
I think I think that sh- okay, I'm, I'm not gonna say. All right. Okay, I love Amy Adams, but I also uh, looked at Elizabeth Olsen because I've been very impressed with her ah, lately. Ah, now there is one I can get behind. And, and <laughs> her in Doctor Strange and WandaVision, WandaVision was, I thought, incredible. In, so. uh, she was amazing in Wind River. Yes, yep. yeah. Wind River. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a good movie, yeah. No, she's a, she's a good actress. She so, really is. Those were my two possible choices as, as her. So, yeah. Hmm, nice. That was my choice. Cool. All right. Awesome. Um, so... Now I have to give a scenario for next month, and this is a shout out to uh, one of our faithful listeners, Wes. Wes has asked me for many times. <laughs> he, he just came, said, kept keep saying, "When are you going to fix Avengers? When are you going to fix Avengers?" This is the scenario. <laughs> the Avengers: Infinity War has just ended. You're walking out of the theater, and the screenwriters come up to you. Mm-hmm. It's a blank slate. How do you how do you how do you write Endgame? A blank slate. Mm. How do you fix Avengers? How do you make it end well? Because it didn't end well, Joey. It didn't end well. What? What, what do you mean by that? I feel like yeah. I feel like a lot of. Are you I, saying Endgame I, didn't end well? Endgame like did like, not end like well. Phase three Infinity end War well. ended well. Endgame did not end well. Well, so hold on. Can we can we clarify what that means though? You mean you mean in the sense of like you are unhappy that they brought back the people. Or you're unhappy with? I feel like when we talked the about the time it, travel thing, we yeah we had an issue Disaster. with we had an issue with the time travel, yeah. and then we had an issue with some of the other stuff like the fact that they basically neutered Hulk and, and yes. Thor and stuff. Yes. Like that. Yes. and then OP'd, and then OP'd Thanos at the end. OP'd him. Yeah, they did. He he didn't have a gauntlet, and he's kicking the crap out of. They're struggling to get him, and he's got no gauntlet. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that was a big problem. Another big problem was when Steve Rogers went back. to return everything. What you're going to pump her blood back with that? You know, it was just weird. And, and they said that if you touch anything, you can't come back to the original time period that you came from. And he went back and obviously touched a lot of things, and he came back to the original time period. <laughs> it's a great. Yeah, there are a lot. Of, there are a lot of problems. Yeah, there were a lot of problems. Okay. Well, okay. That's what I, that's what I was trying to figure out. Yes. I was just like, yeah. I was like, we have an issue with them bringing the whole cast back. Because no, no. I know no. everybody in this room <laughs> yeah, has an like issue that. about yeah. how it ended. Okay. Fix yeah. it. Yeah. That's how you. Okay. Fix it. All right. Hmm. Can I use the last like two minutes of Infinity War? Change that. So. Sure. Do it. Yeah, I want to hear it. that. Sure. Here. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. She's widow then <laughs> instead of later in the next movie. Well, <laughs> instead as, of Vision. Athena's as, favorite as, thing happened in Endgame. As Athena's as Scarlett so, Johansson dies. She, she, she was like, "Movie's perfect. Ten out of ten. I don't actually wish death upon Scarlett Johansson. I just really don't like. I that. can just imagine Athena in the theater. When, when Hawkeye grabs her and pulls her back, no. When she grabs him and pulls Hawkeye back, yes, yes, yes. When grab by grab, Hawkeye grabs her, no. When she grabs Hawkeye, yes. I, uh, I already know what I'm going to do. On pins and needles. I'm going to let everyone who was dusted stay dusted, but I'm and then I'm going to have Thanos dust the rest of them, <laughs> but except for Scarlett Johansson. Except, except for Black Widow. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. so, yeah it's, a, it, it's a big one. Yeah, it's, I was going to say, we're, we're going to be reading novels <laughs> next well, I'm time. Just, I'm just saying, it, me, I mean, they, they've already given you a skeleton. Like, you can refer to the end game. Yeah. Like, here's what they did right. Yeah. But again, you know, it, it's, it's easy for us to fix it now because, you know, we've seen end game. We can identify the problems clearly. But if, if they just said, hey, listen, we, we want you to be on the screenwriting team. Here's a blank slate. How do we end this well? What do you say? What do you hmm. fix? How do you fix it? Who dies? Who lives? You know, yeah. that kind of a thing. Yeah, fat, fat Thor wouldn't exist. Yeah, fat, absolutely. See, yeah. we already have ideas. Lots of gold mine there. There's a big gold mine. 
And now moving on to uh, our third segment, AFI's Top 100 uh, Review. This is where members of the Brotherhood of the Silver Screen go and watch movies that we wouldn't normally watch, um, but because they're on American Film Institute's Top 100 Films, mm-hmm. uh, Greatest Film of All Time, which Brad informed us last time, they update every 10 years with a huge list of actors, directors, writers, producers, and all that kind of stuff. 1,500, I think. And uh, so every year, 10 years, they update it. And... Um, so obviously the trajectory is, means it's going to get worse and worse. So we better watch the movies now, <laughs> and uh, while well, they're still in the top 100 before they're replaced by you know mm. transgender LGBTQ nonsense silliness, and uh, you know what was that what, the the moon the black moon moonlight moonlight yeah moonlight. moonlight gets on there that's going to be definitely a shoe in for the next time. Oh. Well, actually I don't know because they when the when is the last time they updated it? That's I mean, tw- what I believe 2020, 2020, right? Yeah, 2020. I mean, so that movie came out before then. Ooh. It's not on the list. So, oh wow. Uh, maybe I mean maybe they take maybe they take a while. Like maybe they let kind of let a movie. I think so. Yeah, like kind of hmm. ruminate. Yeah. Because it's I I'm, I don't remember what it was, but the most recent movie is not. I don't think it's super yeah. recent. Yeah, there's only a couple from the 2000s, and I don't know if there's any from the 2010s. Yeah. So I don't know if I saw any on there from the 2010s. Yeah, we'd have to. I'd have to reinvestigate. Lord of the Rings. It's interesting to see the ones there. It's interesting to see the ones that get kicked off too. Yeah. I know, so they pulled yeah. the rug out from under us because we the, yeah, uh, oh. the Shining's gone. Yeah, we're ready to do the Shining, and the Shining's gone. It got the boot. I can't believe that's not on there. Yeah, I, know. I can't yeah. believe it. Because my assumption is, is that since they updated every 10 years, that it, if they take something off, it's not coming back. It wouldn't make right. sense because yeah. we're only adding movies to, yeah. to right. be considered, yeah. right? Yeah. So okay. that's kind of surprising. Uh, so, Joe and Athena, what did you guys watch this month? Yep, so we're going to talk about Taxi Driver. Woohoo! Woo-hoo. What number is it? So, uh, it's a great question. I think it's like ninety-seven. Um, oh, okay. I think it's 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 close to moving off the list. Apparently, so <laughs> close to moving off the list, which was a little surprising because Raging Bull is really high. I think, I think Raging Bull is like top ten. Um, but they well, then they considered four. number four. Yeah, so wow. Raging Bull is number four. I know. Gosh. So Raging Bull is number four, but Taxi Driver. I I found I found that disparity to be surprising because I oftentimes feel like when people really value Scorsese's early movies, I, I feel like a lot of times people list Taxi Driver as being higher than Raging yeah. Bull. Is Citizen Kane so. number one still? It is. Yep. Yes, it is. Yep. And then yeah. uh, and what's number two? Oh, Godfather. Taxi Godfather. Godfather. Fifty-two. Apparently. What is it? Taxi Driver is fifty-two. Oh. Oh. Never mind. Okay. okay I was Good wrong. job, Athena. Thank you. I don't know apparently, what I, I don't know what I saw. That's in the nineties. Uh, apparently, <laughs> Citizen Kane is number one because Orson Welles. Was using techniques that we like, kind of still use today. He, yeah. he I guess, he was like the bridge like directing from directing techniques. Is that the idea? Uh, uh, editing techniques, directing uh, okay. techniques, uh, 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 cinematography. I think was uh, a okay. big one. Gotcha. Um, uh, foreshadowing. I mean, that kind of a thing. Like he was, he was doing things that we're still doing today. And I guess he, I guess that movie is kind of the difference between where the old movies were and mm. where the, the 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 modern movies are. Interesting. Like it, 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 it all look. I mean, all the old movies look forward to him. All the new movies look back to him. Kind of a thing. Interesting. Hmm. So that's funny though because. Because I feel, I feel like it's still, a lot of those old movies that came before that are still like listed far higher than the newer movies are. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah. we did Taxi Driver. Um, to give a, a kind of just a brief synopsis, uh, Taxi Driver is uh, basically about a guy named Travis Bickle. He's a, uh, a Vietnam veteran suffering from PTSD and insomnia. He drives a taxi cab uh, in the middle of the night in the dead center of New York City. Uh, so, you know, in the, in the 70s. This is De Niro. Yes, this is De Niro. Okay. Yeah, drives a taxi. De Niro. How old was he? Do you know? How old he's he young in this movie. Yeah, I don't. Really I don't know what he was, but I late twenties was okay. my guess in this movie. Know. But yeah, so, um, <clears throat> so basically, he's got a you know, so he's got a particular particular insight into the seedy underbelly of the city. 
uh, and he's, you know, again, suffering from PTSD, insomnia, so he becomes increasingly obsessed with kind of cleaning up the filth in the city, right? Kind of like an almost vigilante-esque focus. Um, this causes him to dehumanize others and become increasingly detached from reality. Uh, and then eventually he meets a, a campaigner named Betsy. She's like an idealistic campaign worker for, a, I think it's a presidential candidate um, who's running. Um, but he kind of becomes like really almost obsessed with their relationship, you know, attached. She doesn't reciprocate the kind of like feelings, right? And so that causes him to kind of like, you know, even be, you know, detached from reality even more. And then that's when he says, okay, like finally, you know, if I can't have love, then I'm, I'm going after the city, right? It's time to clean this place up. So initially it sparks as like a, he almost sparks a revenge thing. I think he goes after the presidential candidate uh, that she, that she's campaigning for. That plot kind of gets foiled, and then he decides to turn his attention to this uh, um, 12-year-old girl he meets named Iris, who is a prostitute. Uh, and basically, the, the movie ends in kind of like a brutal rampage where he goes into the, I don't know, I don't know what the word would be, brothel that she, she works in, and basically shoots up the pimp and everybody else in the brothel, um, saving her. But he goes on like a mad killing spree. Um, and at the end of that sequence, he's been, I think he's been wounded multiple times, uh, and basically is on the, he's like laying on the couch, full blood, dead bodies around him. The police come in and he's basically making like, like signs that they should just kill him kind of a thing. Um, but screen goes black. He wakes. And then I think it cuts, it cuts to a, a little while later. He's healed from that. And he's basically been like Harold as like a, a hero of the city, uh, for going and shooting up the brothel. And so basically all this. All this, even though he was super detached from reality, all this stuff that like, all this stuff that he wanted to comes to fruition. Like he re, uh, his relationship with Betsy kind of starts to like realign. Um, and he's, and, but, and so like things are going well for him suddenly, but then he's still driving the taxi and there's a sequence at the end where he like, it's, it's ambiguous, but he basically like looks in his rearview mirror and he gets like this look on his face. Like he's just seen something and you kind of know that like, the process is starting over. Uh, even though yeah. things are good, his mental illness is really starting to okay. like, it's yeah. even though things are good, things are not going to stay good kind of thing. Yes. So it ends in that way. Um, interesting. Very interesting movie. Athena, do you want to talk about your thoughts about it before I jump in or do you want me to talk um, about it? I did not like it. Um, yeah, she didn't like it. It was, <laughs> it was just nasty. Like, I just felt like every piece of it. A lot of like, ketchup. Uh, well, I just, I don't know. I just felt like, like every, every minute I just felt like the chills almost like he was really, really, he must've done a good job, I guess, portraying someone who was struggling with that kind of, yeah, it's a real portrait of mental illness, but it was just like really cringy. Like everything he said and every like action that he took, like when he, and there's a lot of inappropriate stuff in there too. Um, and the way that he interacted with Betsy was very just like, I don't know, like there was no social awareness of yep. the things that he was saying and things that he was doing. Like he didn't understand that those were inappropriate things to do with anyone, but let alone a woman he was trying to date. Like, I don't know. It was, it was a lot of that. Um, yeah. He takes her, uh, he basically on their first date, if I remember correctly, he takes her to uh, basically a theater that shows like explicit, uh, like yeah, mature, yeah. Uh, content. Yeah, and yeah, so and she immediately is grossed out and yeah. leaves and is like and he doesn't understand and then yeah and then he goes to back to her office and he um, and he yells at her he like he like blows up because he's upset that she left their date even though their date was at a gross theater and yeah um, and then gets I think he gets kicked out of the office and yeah. she's freaked out because she went on a date with this loony with yep. someone mm-hmm. she knows a loony um, it also Jodie Foster is in it and she is like 
12. She's the 12. Yeah. Uh, she is actually 12. She's the 12 Jody year old prostitute. Jodie Foster's a 12 year old. She, well, wow. she's the 12 year old prostitute. Yeah, yeah right. Which is oh. also very. And she, and she was not playing a 12 year old. She was. Or she was playing 12 year old, but she was still a teenager. Yeah, she was wow. still a teenager. And I, I don't like that. Yeah. I, I just yeah. think that's. Find someone who's 25 who looks like a teenager if yeah. you're going to have them play a role like that. And I yeah. mean, this was what, the 70s? So nobody cared about taking care of your children in movies. But, um, yeah, apparently. But that just that creeped me out too because I knew I had looked up how old she was and it was it was a teen it was she was mm-hmm. a young teen and I was yeah. like all oh, that is the whole not, that whole sequence yeah. this is extremely not an uncomfortable okay place for you to for you mm-hmm. to like her parents should have known better honestly. Well, but. it's so funny because I actually read an interview with her when she was asked about it as an adult mm-hmm. and she I mean she she loves that she was allowed on there I'm she like she I'm was like sure. that was my gateway she was like into everything I've done she was like that that like set up my whole career so she was like yeah but if you mm-hmm. asked her if you asked her right now would you let your daughter play a prostitute a 12 year old prostitute would you let your daughter do the same thing that she would yeah i mean i guess she could maybe say not yes, who but knows you never know yeah so i yeah. guess you don't but ask any normal person if they'd let their daughter play a 12 year old prostitute right. in a movie and they'd say absolutely not yeah. so yeah. yeah so anyway there were there were just a lot of there were a lot of sexual elements to this movie not like shown necessarily but just like them going to that theater and and him having References. to save a twelve yeah, well, he, yeah, he, he goes to the theater a couple yeah. different times. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was so it was not a movie I will ever watch again. Yeah, um, mm. but yeah, seventies films from the seventies with like the exception of like The Godfather, it's just everything looks dirty and everyone looks sweaty. It's just <laughs> just the way that I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I mean, I it, it, to be fair though, it, it really makes sense in this movie why everyone. I mean, the whole point is that like the city's supposed to be filthy and corrupt, and yeah. so the fact that everyone looks dirty and oh, sweaty. Oh, he's a and, veteran too. Did you mention? I that? said that. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, and Vietnam vet. Yeah, he was Vietnam thirty-three vet. when he filmed it. Oh. Oh, okay. He De Niro was thirty-three. Yeah. De Niro mm-hmm. was thirty-three. Okay, that makes sense. He looks very young in it compared to a lot of the other movies I've seen him. But yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a certainly a weird movie. Very uncomfortable. There's a lot. It's weird because. I don't know. I almost feel like we have this, or I at least have this expectation that, like, when I'm going to watch an older movie, that it's not going to be filled with content that like surprises me. Yeah. Um. I don't. I almost feel like because of like lack of regulations and stuff like that, that it's almost like sometimes. I mean, sometimes. I mean, there are movies out there that almost are like more surprising because of that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, this was this watching, is definitely uh, one of those movies. I remember watching Kramer versus Kramer as mm. a child. Um, mm. And it was rated PG. And my mom, I think, I'm not sure what my mom was thinking, but she picked up for the library. Yeah, it's yeah. PG. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it had like nudity in there. Yeah. Like I remember being like, this is PG. Yeah. Even as a child, I was like, I can't believe this is in here. That was probably, mm. that was probably before PG 13. And so, yeah. And so it was like, oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so they had like very general guidelines. And if you weren't R, then you were PG. And it was just but, like, but I mean, it, it makes sense though. Parent guidance. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Parental uh, guidance. Parental gui- yeah. guidance. Which is supposed to signify that you, as the parent, watch the movie first. First, and exactly. Yes. For your child. Right. Um, and instead, it was like, oh, it's a kid's movie. That's, yeah. that's what we think when we think right. PG. Right. It's a kid's movie, but they say like, they say like a few swear words in there, a few mild swear words or something. Right. But pa- parental guidance is actually very accurate yeah. to the rating of that film. Yeah. Watch it before you let your kids watch it. Yeah, I got a lot of vibes from this movie that I got from Cape Fear that Robert De Niro was also in. Yeah. Um, okay, so his teeth were fixed for this one, right? Uh, yeah. I uh, think his teeth were normal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was right. the that's where didn't he get he got them for Cape Fear? Yeah, for yeah. Cape Fear. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah. way but before I mean, Cape Fear. Cape Fear was like the nineties. Creepy, 
like oh, okay. not being able to interact with people appropriately. I don't know. I got I yeah. Got he's got he's got scene. much more horror vibes in Cape Fear yes. for sure. Yes. Um, but the, I mean, the two to me, the two things that sync up is that it's him and Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. and that there's uh, there's still there's a scene in, in Cape there's several scenes in Cape Fear that are really creepy because he basically is interacting with an underage girl. Yes. So yeah. uh, who I don't mm. I can't remember, but I don't think she was actually underage. Mm. Uh, maybe she was. Juliet. Yeah, Ju- Juliet. I have a question. Yes. Uh, why is this number 54? <laughs> so um, it's a good or, question. Or why do that's you a good question. 52? That's a good, that's a good question. I mean, so this really uh, put – I don't think it put De Niro on the map. I think he had already kind of uh, been recognized in some serious stuff. But I feel like this really puts – put Scorsese on the map. Not that he had, didn't have hmm. other films before this that were ba- that were good, but that I think this is like maybe his first big one. It's also just, I think because of how controversial it is. Um, I mean, hmm. I, I really don't think that there was another movie uh, before this that was nearly as intense or as, or as serious or as like, as twisted. I, I mean, I feel like this kind of pressed. Well, you didn't have an Alfred Hitchcock movies before this, though. I, I, yeah, but I, I think mean, this the is... Bates Hotel and all that kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, but Psycho. I mean, but I mean, Psycho is twenty years before that, and I mean, and I just feel like if you compare the two, not that the directing isn't still really good, but I, I think that if you're twenty years later watching this movie, this is present, this is pushing boundaries that that didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that you know maybe you could point to that as being like something that pushed boundaries first that led up to this, but. I think this. I don't know. I don't know that there was anything really as intense as this, um, and there is some really hmm. good directing. There's some really good acting in it. I mean, De Niro. I mean, this is one of his like. This is one of the roles people point to when they call him like. I mean, during this period, they called him like the best actor in Hollywood, and um, this is like one of those roles that they really point to. It's like he he really goes above and beyond and method acts for this. Apparently, mm-hmm. as a method actor, before they even started shooting, he just went and got a job as a cabbie and just drove drove mm-hmm. New York at night. Um, as a cabbie, oh, wow. um, yeah, and so he back was, when he could probably do that, yeah, and so he was, yeah, so he was just doing. He apparently he was doing stuff like that, um, and then the the filming too. Um, I mean, the dire- I think a lot of about the directing is is really good too, um, and it's an interesting. It is, uh, it is kind of like an interesting premise because I think that the ending really kind of turns turns the tables ideologically, kind of on the viewer. Um, because you know you watch this guy who makes you uncomfortable the entire time right and who you basically kind of like disagree with and realize that he's like mentally ill and 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 like needs help and instead he's like just existing in society um and then at the end you know society accepts him in this sense right like they they praise him for what he does and they accept him um and it's it's kind of made i think it's kind of meant to make you like start to think about it yourself right um I, i the way i view it that i think is kind of interesting is i mean he I mean, he's not necessarily wrong to feel like, you know, to be to be seated in the, you know, the seedy underbelly of New York City and to look at the evil around him and go, oh, my gosh, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. But the problem is, is that like he I mean, you know, we talk about this a lot, but like he he doesn't he doesn't have any sort of any any sense of morality to appeal to other than his own self. So he recognizes the evil. He's flying blind. Right. So he recognizes the evil, but then he doesn't rec- – but he, be fo- he becomes so f- focused on that that he doesn't recognize his own, right? So he's going, he's going to the porno theaters, right? He's, he's, you know, he's interacting with this lady inappropriately. He, like, doesn't recognize his own, but then he recognizes the evil of others. And so he just wants to, like – and so, his, so what he goes to is refers to violence, and he goes – do, do you ever watch Jordan Peterson's, uh, uh, like, lectures? And when he talks against like the, the the people who support climate change, he's talking about people like 
whom uh, uh, Robert De Niro is portraying. Mm -hmm. People who always see problems in everyone else, mm -hmm. but never see problems in themselves. Well, I mean, that's the problem with deconstruction in itself, right? Yeah. Like, it's super easy to tear something apart and say, like, okay, here's all the problems. Right. And then, but if you can't go, okay, like, here's the solution. So he kind of does that, right? He sees the evil around him, says, okay, my solution is to just start killing these people, um, which isn't entirely a sustainable model. And one, and he's not the one who's supposed to be doing that. He's not, he doesn't get to be judge and jury because he's not righteous himself, right? And so right. Like, he doesn't have, he's not able to appeal to a righteousness, or he doesn't appeal to a righteousness outside of himself. Right. Um, and if we don't have that, then we can't really make those Become judgments. a law unto yourself. Right. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting focus, too, into PC PTSD back then. Because that probably was not a recognized thing back then. Yeah. Uh, you say? I mean, it sounds like, I mean, it's, it must have been on, well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they ever say PTSD in the movie, so. I no, maybe, they wouldn't say that. So um, I'm just saying, so maybe Martin Scorsese recognized that they were having right. issues with, with men who came hmm. back. Yeah. yeah. And who were feeling disenfranchised. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, again, there's a lot initially that you can almost relate to because, you know, he comes back, you probably, you know, there's that narrative like, you know, I was fighting for the freedom of my country. Did, you come back and then you drive in a taxi you're making like minimum wage and then you're looking yeah. around and people are just well, disgusting. That's what, yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. that's what Stallone said as Rambo, you know, mm, over the, at right. the end of Rambo, he's like, over there, I'm operating million dollar equipment. Yeah. Over here, I can't even get a job. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and that, right. that, I mean, that, that, that is a huge thing. Did they say the word shell shock in the movie? I, I don't know. Okay. I don't, not that I recall. Okay. But, but that's, that's a great indicator of what they call shell shocked or, you know, PTSD, you know, yeah. like, you know, I, everything made sense over there. It's not the only indicator, but a lot of things made sense over there. But over here, nothing makes sense. Yeah, you know, we're out there. We're out there. Um, you know, some some of them, I think, did a lot of good things. Like they saved people's lives. Mm -hmm. And then you go to the incident, my lie, and all that kind of stuff, and the, the silliness that happened over there. And um, you know, and then you have the you, you got the my lie where they where they where they killed all those people. And there's so much controversy about that. I'm not going to make any judgments. But and then there's there's. Uh, 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 landing zone X-ray uh, with the the forty uh, seventh cavalry division. I forget what, what it was. It was Custer's cavalry division. But when they brought in the Blackhawks, and you had uh, we were soldiers, right? Once and young, and you had heroes there. The 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 the, the vast uh, whereas World War Two seemed to be like everybody was kind of like we know who the bad guy is, we know who the good guy is. But Vietnam was like one of the first wars. Uh, America was like, what are we doing over here? Who's the bad guy? I don't even know who the bad. And, you know, and it, like you know, half these people, they tell me the only reason I know this guy's bad is because somebody from um, um, uh, what was the name of the the town that they were America was based in in Vietnam. I was in Saipan. Uh, it was Saigon. Yeah, somebody Saigon. Saigon told me this is a bad guy, but I have no idea. So I got to go kill him and his entire family. Yeah. You know, and you had that kind of stuff going on. And when you yeah. come back over here in the United States, same thing with all the people who were in Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah. When they come back, you're like, what was I doing over there? Yeah. I have no idea. I killed so many people. Yeah. For what? Or even more so, probably, I, I saw my friends die. I saw my friends die. For, For what? what? Yeah. For what? And they just pull us out at random, send me over here. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Weird. And I'm blowing up people. I have no idea they're good or bad. It could be kids in there. You know, I'm killing animals, you know, and, and come back over here. What was all that for? Some, because some for politicians said, go politics. do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and, yeah. And, well, it's super interesting, too, to, to throw even um, like Lord of the Rings into this. But that was kind of like Tolkien almost took like the opposite approach. Okay. Right. It's like his, the hobbits are kind of like designed to be like he came back from World War One to, to like British suburbia and was like, this, this is great. He was like, this is like. This, this is he what was it's like, all he, about. Yeah, he was like, this yeah. is like, this is what I was protecting, and this is like what I wanted to protect, and this is this is worth protecting. And then I think, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, war is, war has escalated, and 
And but I think a lot of people. I think a lot of soldiers come back now and they go like, "What was I? What was I bothering to protect?" I right. said I was. These fighting people for, hate my guts. Right. These people hate me. Yeah. These, yeah I mean, Vietnam. Right. Like yeah. it was just you came back yeah. to protest about Vietnam. Right. You know, if people hate my yeah. guts, or people, or again, if you know, if you're in, if you're Travis Bickle in this situation, right, you just look around you and and it's just you know filth and disgust and and, and people in right. gravity, and you're like, oh gosh, okay, like this is what I. Fought, That's probably why. Protect. Yeah. I why fought, why fought, did I kill those poor yeah. people in Vietnam when right. when I came back here and. I'm fighting to protect mm. X-rated theaters. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so well, maybe that's and, why the movie is what it is. Dissolved. People were yeah. devolves. Maybe that's what Scorsese was kind of. Oh yeah, I mean that, maybe that's seated, why it's fifty-four. It's seated. It's seated right in the seventies, and I think it, re- yeah. it captures a lot of the the turbulence of the seventies. I mean, the political upheaval, the uh, high cr- crime rates rose like crazy. There was mm-hmm. a lot of sexual exploitation, mm-hmm. so all that stuff was on the rise then, and it tries to capture it. It's just a super uncomfortable movie. Yeah. Mm. Um, okay. And yeah, I well, mean, if you did, you guys see? I think we talked about it, right? Joker. Yes. Yeah, I mean, right, Joker yeah. was like Joker is almost like verbatim a, a modern version of Taxi Driver oh, in a lot of ways, just with a okay. comic book wrapping. Didn't so. he say that he got some, at least some inspiration from Taxi Driver? I thought that. Oh he yeah, yeah. I mean, oh. basically, the movie's the like director. a combination of uh, a couple of Scorsese movies: Taxi like, Driver and what's the comic King of Comedy, and it's like it's like three movies wrapped into one, basically. Yeah. Um, it's that's right. They did talk about Taxi Driver. I remember reading the articles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and that was 1983, and that's why De Niro's was, in it. Uh, 1983, mm-hmm. which was the most violent year in American history, yeah. as most 1983 yeah. with the most the most uh, 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 violent crimes reported yeah. in one year. So and, was that Summer of Sam? I don't know what Summer of Sam was. I don't know okay. what year that was. Yeah, I think it might have been. It might have been. Might have been that um, year. But but okay. I remember that was the most violent year in American history. Apparently. But cool. Wow. wow. Great yeah. discussion on that one. Yeah. And and great observations there, Joey and Athena. Uh, next, we're moving Thanks. on to the uh, Baney Files, where Athena brings the latest information uh, of Hollywood news, gossip, and actor spotlight <laughs> stuff, <laughs> and upcoming movies. Here's Athena. Take it away, Athena. Oh, Take it away, Athena. Okay. So, um, I decided to do, again, a longer version of Coming Soon, because we haven't done this for a while, and there are lots of movies coming out that are probably things we'll at least mention. I don't know if we'll talk about them because getting crazy out there. But um, <laughs> first one I have is Top Gun Maverick is coming out this week. Finally. I need to see May it. May 24th. Man, I can't um, wait. I'm just kidding. I can't <laughs> uh, it is the sequel to Top Gun. I think it's um, getting pretty good reviews. Yeah, it really is. I, I listen to... Don't, don't hate me. I listen to other movie podcasts. Um, oh, there you go. For some, inf- some of my information. <laughs> and they said that... Um, it's getting a lot of really good reviews from early screenings um, that people seem to like it better than the original. So, wow. um, featuring Tom Cruise, Miles Teller, and Val Kilmer, and Miles Teller is going to be Goose's son. So, Which you can tell because he has a mustache. He has a stash. He has a stash. Miles Teller with a stash again. Yes, so that is the first one on my list. I don't know. Um, and next up is one that I'm probably not even allowed to say out loud anymore. But um, Jurassic World Dominion is coming <laughs> out on June 10th. I'm so excited. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Neill, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, and many, many The whole people. cast, baby. I can um, also wait for that. Dinosaurs it's, take over the planet. We, we, it, the trailer looks... Dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> dinosaurs. I would like to say, I'd say some dinosaurs on this dinosaur tower. <laughs> um, the trailer looks... I know, I, the trailer looks absolutely horrible. Um, I, yeah. 
But again, we don't care. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care. There's dinosaurs. Yeah, this, is the, this is the only franchise. Yep. We don't care. We don't care. We're going to see it. He makes um, it like, you guys are like five-year-old children with a new are. toy. He with Jurassic World. I don't get it, but that's what you're Chris like. Chris Pratt's yeah. character literally makes a promise to, to a, a velociraptor <laughs> Why do you guys like this? Baby Why do you think this is funny? To get its baby back. It's amazing. It's not amazing. It's amazing. And he's on a motorcycle in like Italy being chased down the streets by dinosaurs. And I recently saw a headline recently saw a headline where one of the execs is like was teasing the fact that this movie wraps up he, i think he said he wraps up rexy's storyline and i was like who's rexy the tyrannosaurus rex <laughs> they're like they're like wait wait this has been this has been a major plot point with the writer's room they they're like oh yes the t-rex has a storyline and, and he and he has character development it's a joke it's a joke <laughs> i it's love a it joke. we love okay. it but we don't care. Right? Yeah, we don't care. We don't All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. Everybody shut up. Let's let that Tina finish. Okay. June 10th. Um, June 17th is Lightyear uh, uh, with Chris oh, no. Evans, Kiki Palmer. I, I typed Chris in. Chris Evans and who knows who I, I typed who in cares? Taika Waititi because he's going to be in it. But oh, it, right. it auto-corrected to Tails Waiting um, <laughs> because every time I put his name in there. I'd rather watch and, Tails Waiting. And James Brolin. Does anybody know who James Brolin is going to nope. be? Emperor Zerg. Josh Brolin, you mean? No, James Brolin. Who's James Brolin? His dad or his brother? I don't know. I think I've never dad. heard of James Brolin. No, you've seen him before. Sounds like off-brand okay. Josh Brolin. <laughs> look, look him up and show a picture. Okay. You're like, guess who's playing Emperor Zurich? Josh Brolin? No, no James, James Brolin. Brolin. Oh, <laughs> younger brother. Yeah, he's no, definitely he's less money. It's either his older brother or his dad. I can't remember. Um, okay, so that is June 17th. Yeah. Adventures of his dad. Yeah. Adventures of Buzz Lightyear. Okay. Um, okay. Hey, Dad, you want to play a school role? <laughs> June 24th. Joey is excited about this one. And also, it is a good thing that they moved it from January to June because summer movies do better. The Black Phone, um, starring oh, Ethan yeah. Hawke. Yeah, yeah, it looks um, interesting. And it is like a horror thriller movie, sort of. And it's about a teen who gets kidnapped. Um, and while he's in the basement of his kidnapper, who's this super, Ethan Hawke as a super creepy guy who wears a mask, um, he gets phone calls from... The, from past kids from, that yeah, he's kidnapped who he's killed. past kidnapped kids. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. yeah. So it looks super creepy, but Ethan it's, Hawke looks like he's going to be really good as a it, it's got It's got code. big first it vibes, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm interested. So. Yep. Okay. And it's written by, uh, it's not written by Stephen King, but it's written by his son, Joe Hill. So, mm-hmm. Or I think the original story was. I don't know if he was a part of the screenplay. Yeah. So that's June 24th. Um, I put these out of order, so give me one second. Uh, July 8th is Thor, Love, and Thunder. Who even cares? Um, Chris Hemsworth, Natalie Portman, and Christian Bale as the villain. I'm interested um, in Christian Bale. I just think the trailer. I'm interested in the video. The, the trailer was horrible. It yeah, was. it looks terrible. It was a terrible trailer. It was. Yeah, Natalie Portman shows up at the end, and you're like, immediately, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. True. And, and, um, and they, 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 and addressed, they addressed the Valkyrie as King Valkyrie. Like I like there was like oh, really? a screenshot where I looked at like like oh, oh. Let's look at the new screenshots oh, and they dressed her as the king of Asgard or something like that. And She's I was like, the king Valkyrie. Yeah, king. They call the, the, her the king. king Valkyrie. Yeah, they call yeah. that. It, it, oh. At least in the picture. Listen, no, this right. picture is King blah 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 and Natalie Portman as Thor, the mighty Thor, the mighty Get it right, Thor. mighty Thor. I'm, not, I'm, I'm no joke, no I'm joke. I'm very sad because I, I really, what was a lot, uh, Ragnarok? I actually yeah. really liked Ragnarok. Yeah. I thought it was yeah, super bad. interesting. It was different. Luke's making faces at me like he didn't like Ragnarok, but I don't care. Wait, I, thought, like you, I thought you did. I thought you no, they finally, Ragnarok as they well. They finally embraced it as their 
they didn't try to make it like a serious action flick. That's what was good about it. Yeah. Mm. You know, the, the like this is a joke. The whole thing's a joke. Let's make it a joke. Let's let's commit. Let's put. Yeah. Jim let's Mobile Jurassic World it. Yeah. Let's Jurassic World. Yeah. Make it a big way. joke. Uh, I thought that was honest. I mean. <laughs> I mean, the it, Dark World. I liked was it. Absolute trash. Actually, so. if you go back and watch it, it's better than you think. Oh no. What Ragnarok? Right? Dark World. I've watched it multiple I like times Dark World. Dark World is better than you think it is. I know that's a very unpopular opinion. Yeah. Very unpopular. The only reason that is is because what's his face is in it. One of my favorite actors of all time. Skarsgård. Skarsgård. Oh. I love Stellan. That Stellan. Oh, my word. Every movie he's in. I just have to huh. give it a couple points extra. <laughs> all right. Um, so, because nobody cares about that. Um, the next one is it. The Gray Man, which is being made by Netflix, but also going to be in theaters. I think probably before it comes on Netflix. Um, anyway, it is the Russo brothers, Chris Evans, Anna de Armas, and Ryan Gosling. Um, about okay, hmm. there were so many words in the description that I just highlighted. I just said assassins, bounties, dark agency secrets, and hidden identities. That sounds cool. good. Sounds like it could be cool. Just throw those yeah. into okay. a description. Yeah. That's what it sounds. It just, sounds like it could be cool. Yeah, it could be cool. It's very well it's said. Ne- it's Netflix. It could but be cool. We'll it could be. It could be like you know Anna Darmus kicking the crap out of Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans at the same time because she is be. she she's just as much of a spy as they are probably better than they are I don't has that vibe written all over it, it already. could definitely <laughs> go that direction I'm excited because I think Anna de Armas and Chris Evans had really good chemistry in um, Knives Out yeah. and they're, this is their second movie together and they're making a third one uh, Ghosted I talked about that a while ago yeah. Uh, yeah. with Apple TV Apple TV Plus whatever it's yeah. called yeah I, I mean, I would be surprised if they went that route. I shouldn't say that. I wouldn't be surprised because <laughs> we live in the world that we live in. Yeah. But I, I would be surprised if they picked Anadarmus for that role, if she's playing a role where she's kicking the other two's butt just because she's, like, the most – I feel like she's just, like, so small. Like yeah, it, but it's they, like they used them. her in that way in um, in The Last no James time Bond to die. No um, time as to Paloma. Die. Like, not in that way to, like, overtake, but she was very – Clearly, small and powerful. Yeah, I guess that's true. She but fighting. she was sh- uh, shooting. I mean, I just like if she's if she's like John Wick kicking butt. I don't know. Anyway, I would I don't, be, yeah. that's weird. It would be a weird. Pick. Find a way. Yeah. It'd be a weird pick. Uh, and the last They'll one I have on my way. list is the <laughs> only one that probably you guys maybe have not heard about is called uh, "Where the Crawdads Sing." Um, it's a book that I read that was like my favorite book of that year, um, and it's about a girl who lives in like the marshes of North Carolina, I think. Um, and she basically has to raise herself because her mom leaves and her dad is an alcoholic and doesn't take care of her and leaves for. Anyway, they call her the Marsh Girl. She doesn't go to school. She doesn't do. But she spends all of her time learning about nature from living there, like. Um, and becomes kind of like an expert on all of the animals and all of the plants and all of the stuff in the marsh. Um, anyway, and the story kind of ends where, or starts where um, she is kind of implicated in a murder. Um, but it's just, the, the book was excellent, and I really hope they do it justice. But um, Cool. Yeah, so. Is anybody significant playing her? Um, the only person is somebody that I know, but that I, her okay. name is Daisy Edgar-Jones. She's been hmm. in a couple of TV shows. Um, okay. But everybody else is more unknown, I think. So um, Taylor Swift wrote a song for it, though, right? She did. Woo! Oh, All the money went to that. Um, yep, and it's already getting... People are trying to chuck it out the window because the author is involved in some controversy. So... Um, Cancel before you even come. Well, even well, though the the controversy is weird, because I assumed she like said something racist ten years ago or something, but she um, <laughs> she actually lived in 
South Africa or something, and there was a man who was a poacher who was murdered on her on her land, and people think she and her husband murdered him, and nobody has ever been able to prove it, which is a very large theme in the book. So people are wondering if she wrote this book after getting murdered. If it's like murdered. autobiographical, um, so it's like a Carol names. Baskin, except from South Africa. Oh, I guess, sort okay. of. Wow. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I the book was super interesting, and I am excited to see the movie, so I don't know. Okay, um, cool. And that is the last one on my coming soon list. Then I'll go to my movie news. Um, I don't have a lot. I feel like I listen all the time, but I don't write things down. So um, the things that I have are the biggest thing that's been, since Luke said, celebrity stuff. Um I, the biggest thing that's been in the news lately is the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, which is just insane if you watch any part of it. Um, and basically, uh, Johnny Depp is suing Amber Heard because she wrote an article years ago um, claiming that she was like physically abused. She didn't name which of her partner's husbands did it, but she said that she was abused, and he lost a lot of roles because of that. He was kicked out of Pirates because of that. Like, mm-hmm. the there shouldn't be anymore, but the next Pirates. Um, right. And um, so he lost a lot of money from that. He lost a lot of money from being kicked out of Fantastic Beasts. Um, and so mm-hmm. he's suing her for Defamation. that money. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, for losing that money in those jobs. He's like, Amber, do you know what you did? They're making an all-female Pirates of the Caribbean because of you. <laughs> well, right. apparently they are now re-talking about possibly talking to him about coming back for Pirates. He gets a cameo in all women's But Pirates he's very angry at Warner Brothers and basically has said, mm. I'm done with them. I'm yeah. done. I don't care how much money they offer me. I don't care now who knows if that's true. Um, but anyway, the trial has been There's all over the number. place. What? There's always a number. Yeah, He's maybe. Like, yeah. I don't care how much yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah. Self-respect. Think, never mind. I, I really think that this... <laughs> this is how much my self-respect costs. <laughs> yeah. I really think that the lawsuit is not about money. I think it's about... Because I really yeah. think he has um, oh yeah, I th- I, I don't I think, think it's, it's about money about either. Everyone yeah. thinks he's a he's an abuser, and yeah. uh-huh. and based yeah. on the and trial, now and now it sounds like she's the abuser, and like he's and yeah. well, it sounds like he's a little it out of like his mind. Very, but they were both very toxic, yeah. but that physically abusing people, it was it was a lot more. It yeah. was a lot of her. Um, what I've seen a couple parts of it, I feel like a lot of it too is just two drunk people fighting. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. It's real. It's a, yep. You get drunk, you get drunk, and you come home and you just fight. Yeah. Yep. Right. And and as a lawyer, you're probably sitting there going, "Just quit the booze, guys. You probably get along." <laughs> Go to you know, it's that simple. You know, it's yeah, do something like it. But I mean, and her, like, what about her legal team has been not. Good. No, no, she fired They've him been, once. She fired the she first fired her one. PR team. Oh, the PR team. Okay. Um, but her legal team, like I watched this clip the other day of her lawyer um, asking Amber Heard questions. And Johnny's lawyer is just objecting every five seconds. Hearsay. 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 Oh, my um, word. Leading yeah. the witness. Oh, yeah. Like, leading. Yeah. Leading the foundation. Yeah, foundation. Yeah. yeah. Foundation. yeah. yeah. And, and it's she looks <laughs> she looks like annoyed, the Johnny's lawyer, because every, she's like, almost like she thinks it's going to make her look bad, but she's like, I have to do it because right. it's happening every five seconds. Right. Yeah. And then eventually Amber Heard's lawyer just goes, I, I don't I don't have any more questions. Yeah, she, because, goes, she goes, I'm trying, guys. And we're like, oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, we know what you're trying to do. Oh, but yep, and and so I think that publicly, I think Johnny Depp is going to get a lot more 
race that he's yeah. gotten in the past, and I think he's gonna. That's what it seems to be one thing that's absolutely damning. His career might not be over. One yeah. thing that's thing absolutely damning right. is when she said, "I donated the money," and then she just oh, pledged yeah. it, but didn't donate it. And then she it. changed it to ple- pledged. And, yeah. And, yeah. and the lawyer was like, "I'm not." And, and then the lawyer was like, mm. "She's like, did you donate the money?" Yes, I pledge it. I move to strike everything after yes. Sustained. <laughs> it was a brilliant move. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Brilliant move. Yeah, yes, so I, that I said I did don't. An well, it was job it was so moment. funny too because during that sequence, uh, Amber Heard after the after rep- after the lawyer repeats the question like three times, Amber Heard goes, "Well, I use the word pledged and donate synonymously." Uh-huh. Yeah. and she and goes, "Well," and she goes, "Well, I'm not using them synonymously, and I need you to say that you donated the money." She goes, "Well, yes, I I pledged the money," and they're like, "Oh my goodness, that was great." They didn't let yeah. her get away with it. Yeah, yep, I know. Yeah. So yeah. that's been the biggest thing I think in news in general. I yeah. feel like that's that's a really big thing in. Hollywood right now. So, okay. uh, I'll move on from there uh, to that. Fire. That I will. I would like to point out though that even though I feel bad for Johnny, Mads Mikkelsen was a better. Um, shoot, Wait, you saw it now, Grindelwald. Yeah. Yes, oh, I haven't. I, I haven't seen it yet. I look forward to it though. Yeah. I. Better. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I'd look forward to it, but. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> okay. but he was. But Mads, oh, Mads right. was a better Grindelwald. I know for why. sure. Never mind. Mads I know why I have oh, not seen and it. And there yet. was yeah. one piece you, that yeah, I read about Johnny Depp. Um, that he talked about that in the last Pirates movie, I think, he had to either have like serious makeup or like CGI or something because the top of Amber Heard threw a bottle at him and it cut the top of his finger off. Yikes. And so, um, and so they had to, and it was during filming of one of the Pirates movies and they had to either CGI his finger or like do crazy makeup just to make it look like he still had a fi- like a whole finger wow. on, on his yeah. hand. So mm-hmm. wow. that was and, interesting. And uh, it's, it's, mm. it's especially damaging considering Jack Sparrow who uses his hands a lot when he speaks. That's true. He's that's always up point. on what was that's next. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he's always pointing and you know, yeah. his hands are almost always near his face whenever he, he's, he what is that, gesticulate. He gesticulates yeah. a lot. So, yeah. man, what a mess. Um, mess. And because I talked about that for a while, I'm just going to do one more. Um, I already said Top Gun is getting two is getting really good reviews, but uh, Dune 2 has added some people to its cast. Um, they added Florence Pugh, who I'm excited cool. about. Cool. I love her. Okay. And Christopher Walken. Um, oh, yes, I heard. Christopher Walken as like an em- the emperor He's the or emperor. something. So, I want you to put down. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Laser gun. I'm Ladies and so gentlemen. <laughs> the <laughs> Foo Fighters. Yeah. <laughs> that was great, Brad. I, I was just about to do that. that was oh, great. sorry, Joe. No, no, it's all oh, you, bud. It's all you. I had that to great. do it. Oh, that's okay. funny. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm excited. I think he's going to crush it. I yeah. never expected yeah. dunes <laughs> in a desert. <laughs> Science. <laughs> have you been taking drugs in the desert again? <laughs> The Benny Gesserit. Did they make you put your hand in the boo box? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. I told them to stop that. Oh. <laughs> Fellas. <laughs> Is that all you got, Athena? Yep, that's okay, everything. Cool, that's great. Well, I mean, that, that last one was, was, was icing on the cake. Yeah. <laughs> cool, great. Well, okay, you uh, have to sign us off. Like Christopher Walken now. <laughs> <laughs> actually, my, my Christopher Walken is actually very bad. You know, if, I wish yeah, my brother in law. All my impressions are bad. Everyone, I acknowledge. That's Brad. I, I'm self aware. That's oh, Brad. Br- that's Brad talking there. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> self aware of my own I, horribleness. I, I, I wish my brother in law, Jerry, was here. Jerry does a really good <laughs> He does a really good Christopher Walken. <laughs> I wish we would have known that. 
We need to yeah, get a recording of him doing it. We'll get a recording of yeah, And then he, he should yeah. open the Signing podcast. Our, our paperwork to sell our house. I, we should have had him just talking <laughs> a Christopher Walken accent the whole time. <laughs> yeah, my, my Christopher Walken is actually really bad. But uh, I actually just watched Sleepy Hollow recently. Um, mm. which, oh, which he had no speaking part. <laughs> but he killed it anyway. He killed it anyway. Literally actually, and figuratively. Actually, that makes me wonder if that's what they're going to do with him. No. They, they might make it. They might not give him a speaking part uh, as the emperor. I, to, to be honest, I recently watched uh, Wild Mountain Time, which I don't know that is, is. Oh. Um, Emily Blunt Emily and Blunt. Um, oh, the other guy. That uh, guy. Yeah, this short guy, but I forget, I forget his name. But Christopher Walken's in it. He does an Irish accent. Huh, interesting. And it's not bad. Cool. I was actually like, wow. Have I ever seen Christopher uh, Walken? Jamie Dornan? Jamie yes. Dornan, yes, thank you. Uh, Have mm-hmm. I ever seen Christopher Walken do an accent? I'm like, I don't think I have. I think it's the first time I've seen him do it. He's doing an Irish accent. It's not that bad. Okay. Anyway, so this is Brother of the Silver Screen. This is a Christian podcast where we talk about movies for a very, very long time. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. You know what? I'm going to use this music to let this fade out. I'm not going to put Brad's music at the end. This is Brad's music. How dare you? But I'm going to let this music take us all the way out. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening.